right, everybody. Uh, another edition of Positively Charged Wrestling. Um, your lovely hosts, Braden and Josh. What's up, guys? Um, lot to talk about this week. A lot to get into. I want to want to kick it off by uh, saying condolences to the families of Shad Gaspard and uh, uh, Hana Kimura. Um, so I, I, I didn't realize this. I think it was until yesterday. Um, didn't know about this Hana Kimura uh, girl, uh, a stardom wrestler. Um, apparently was a cyber bullied and uh, to, to my understanding, uh, took her own life. Um, very, very sad news there. And uh, Shad Gaspard, uh, to to the reports I'm reading, um, what, was it in New York? Uh, up in New York? Um, uh, I, I'm not sure. I thought it was a. I may be completely off. I thought it was down in California. So I, th- I thought I'd read something about Venice Beach. Well, either way, uh, sadly, uh, yeah, drowned and um, so. Like I said, uh, sad way to kick it off, but had, had to get that out of the way. Uh, certainly uh, unfortunate when uh, any members of the wrestling community pass on, and especially under those circumstances. So, Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not familiar with Hanukkah Kimura, but I, I saw Will's post. I think it was on my way to work yesterday. And uh, now I've been, social media has been really active, uh, different wrestlers, different fans and everything. And, that is that's really sad situation there, and hey, uh, and I'm Shad, not. I'm, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I, I was just gonna say, uh, in Shad's situation, sad too. Uh, but uh, went out like a hero, having him save his son first. Uh, that yep. was that's pretty big right there. I, I think the thing with the Hana Kimura is, um, you know, two things. She was only 22, and, and admittedly, n- never seen or heard of this girl, um, but. Uh, you know, apparently she was really good, but I, I think the thing with that is the the cyber bullying bullying thing, and it's you know, let's just all be nicer, you yeah. know. Well, well, that's that's the big thing. Let's just try to be nicer. It's it's all right to get ticked off, and everybody gets a little perturbed sometimes. But I, I, I think uh, you know when you when you write something or say something, you know, on social media for for whatever reason. It, it sticks, and, and I don't know. Let, let's just all be nicer. Um, yep. So, moving on, um, on a on a lighter note, uh, we get into the week that was, um, and uh, we'll kick it off with uh, Raw from this past week. And uh, as, as we were talking about before we went live here, uh, a lot of b- busy stuff this week, and and I caught very little wrestling live. Um, but uh, obviously, we can lend our opinions to some of this, and we we kicked off raw with Orton and Edge, and I. They're they're dubbing their match at Backlash the greatest wrestling match ever, so uh, not sure about that. 
but uh, I am looking forward to another round between those two. That's a pretty powerful boast going into a match. You know, after a match saying it, you know, eh, but uh, going into a match saying that is kind of, that, that sets some pretty high standards that, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, little little promo work from these guys uh, to, to build up to it. Um, then uh, we get uh, Seth Rollins. Um, talking about the 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 attack on Rey Mysterio, um, Humberto and Murphy uh, squared off. Not a lot of newsworthy stuff coming out of this raw. Um, Char- Charlotte Flair and Ruby Riot. Uh, Charlotte Flair picked up the win. Um, Oscar, it seems like they're setting up a program between Oscar and Nia Jax, and I'm I'm all for that. And I really think if they play their cards right, Oscar can fill a little bit of the void that uh, Becky left. Yep. So I, I, I think she's got the charisma uh, or uh, charisma, as Clint Bobsky would say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> If you get that joke, whoever out there, then congratulations to you. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it seems they're setting that up, and um, I, I think that's a good call to kind of hitch the wagon to her. Uh, Bobby Lashley picking up a win over our truth the women's tag title match, or I'm sorry, this wasn't a title match. Women's tag team champions, Alexa bliss and Nikki cross, the iconics, uh, bliss and cross pick up the win after the iconics get DQ'd. Um, submission match with Baszler and, uh, Natalia Baszler picks up the win. Uh, Apollo Cruz and Kevin Owens, Versus Andrade and Angel Garza. Cruz and Owens get the win. Where's Owens been? Uh, good question. I don't think that was explained. Um, <laughs> I did I did actually catch that part and uh, really, really wasn't explained. Um, Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black picks up the win after a DQ. And I missed this part, but apparently we had an axe throwing competition between the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits. So Drew McIntyre and King Corbin. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I I actually want to interject there for just a second. Uh, go on. Uh, a, a guy talking to a guy at work, and um, he he kind of commented on the basketball game and the axe throwing and this and that. And he's usually one that kind of you know sees the little more hokey stuff and kind of faults it to WWE. Like we'll, we'll talk more about that than anything they're doing good, you know, that type of, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, he actually kind of co- like get, commended them on this and said, you know, it's a good time for them to be doing segments like in situations like this, even if they're ca- kind of goofy, you know, <laughs> and talked about um, 
I think the wording we ended up using was a uh, no no pun intended. It might not be in an arena, but uh, different arenas, you know, different yeah. uh, uh, surroundings or whatever. So I thought that was kind of cool that somebody that would normally kind of you know goof on them or cut them down or something was actually giving them a compliment on a a goofy segment. So you know, I thought ah, that's kind of cool. That's a that's a positive spin from someone that's not as normally positive. So so. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, and 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 I think you know with uh, the fun house, the boneyard, the the money in the bank, and and these segments, I, I agree. It, it is a it, it is a good time to to try some different stuff. Um, so so yeah, I guess in that regard, um, yeah, I'm not then, interested in watching him play basketball, but eh, I yeah. see his point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, McIntyre and Corbin. Um, McIntyre picks up the win. Uh, looking like we're going to get McIntyre and Lashley, so shouldn't be shouldn't be too bad there. Uh, quick run through, and if there's anything, well, I mean, I guess you did just interject. I was going to say if there's anything you want to touch on because I kind of uh, speed sped through that. Um, uh, looking at dynamite from this past week, uh, we've got uh, ten versus John Moxley to open up the show. Moxley picks up the win, um, and Moxley broke his arm, broke ten's arm, uh, and uh, as I touched on before, we get. Uh, any further here as I touched on before we went live uh, I did see double or nothing last night and I I do do want to touch on that Um, but uh, moving on we got uh, MJF versus Marco Stunt MJF gets the win so (laughs) have you seen any more Marco Stunt Um, I saw I think the last I saw uh um, Archer was like throwing him around the ring like ragdoll about, I don't know, it's been I probably about like, a month ago. I feel like they've dialed him back considerably, but I, I, I think they're starting to figure it out with him and he's kind of like a, a manager slash sometimes worker. And I'm fine with that. I, I do, you know, I know Jim Cornette has gave him down the road and the big thing with him is, you know, they got to sell for him. Um, but, uh, I think they're starting to figure it out now. I, I admittedly without sounding negative, I, I don't want to see this guy in a world title picture. Uh, Mysterio was different because he very talented. Marco Stone is not that talented, taking nothing away from the guy, but I mean, Mysterio's a unicorn. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I'm, I'm all for, you know, I mean, the guy loves wrestling, wants to be in it, you know, give, give him a spot, but, you know, like you said, Mysterio and him, completely different. Uh, uh, yeah, completely different in this situation. Um, but don't don't put him on such a high high spot. That would, yeah, which I think that's what you're getting at. Keep, yeah, keep him 
you know, give, let let him do what he loves to do. But and he doesn't yeah. need to be like top of the card, winning the belt, and doing all that stuff. Right. Just, just giving him a chance to be out there is is good. Um, we get um, Jake Roberts and Arn Anderson in a little face to face interview. Have you seen this? I saw a clip right before we started recording. Uh, I don't think it was the full segment, but it. I, it's just a little clip between them. Uh, Ed, Jake didn't have much to say. It was mostly Arn from what I saw, but it was really good, really good, and, and no surprise. Both of them can still talk. Both of them can still go uh, on the mic, I should say. And it, uh, I, I just, it was a masterclass. Um, yeah, I saw it. And I'll go ahead. It, it, it just. They teased a little physicality, but never, never got into it, uh, which, which is fine. Uh, I, I will commend AEW on making a lot of these old timers managers, uh, Roberts, Arn Anderson, now apparently Taz, which I'll get to in a bit. Um, but uh, go, go ahead with what you're going to say. Yeah, I, I saw the part. Uh, I think my may have just been like near the end of the segment um, where Arn said he was going to spine buster. Uh, Jake said somebody was uh, doing DUP yoga and he wanted him to be real limber for when he spine busted him or something like that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so, uh, moving on, we got uh, Ray Phoenix and Orange Cassidy. Uh, Ray Phoenix picks up the win. And I, I'm not sure what happened um, because uh, I think Ray Phoenix was supposed to be in the casino ladder match and wasn't. So I, I don't know if he got hurt in this match or what, but. Um, yeah. Um... He did like a dive or something. Like everybody outside, like the best friends and them, and and yeah, they kind of. I think he kind of come up short getting to them, or they were slightly out of position, and he pretty much just went to the floor, going yeah. past them. I, I think that may have somebody online was saying that that's where he got hurt at, mm. but I don't know for sure. Uh, Statlander and Carol Sheeta, Nyla Rose and Britt Baker. Uh, Rose and Baker pick up the win. Apparently, Britt Baker got hurt here. Um, and wasn't it double or nothing last night? Um, then uh, we get a, a, a Sean Spears news segment uh, to, to kind of talk trash to Dustin Rhodes setting up a match. Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy picks up the win, and uh, they fight to the stadium. Um Pretty good, pretty decent go home show. Um, not uh, not great, but it, it was decent. Um, moving on to to SmackDown. Uh, obviously, the Intercontinental Title Tournament still going on. Uh, but uh, we open up with the dirt sheet with Miz and Morrison and uh, Braun Strowman. 
sets up a match between The Miz and Braun Strowman. So I'm not sure if we're moving away from Bray Wyatt. I, I don't know. Um, but uh, apparently AJ Styles, however, has been traded to SmackDown, Uh-oh. which is cool. Okay. Uh, and uh, I did catch a little bit of him and Nakamura. Uh, AJ Styles was rocking some sweet tights, uh, lime green and black. I thought that was a good look. Um, AJ Styles picks up the win. I saw him uh, advertised in the tournament, but I thought it was just part of the, um, I don't know what they're calling it, but the the new wild card rule. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, yeah. The trade initiative or Something other, whatever it is, I don't know. But yeah. I, th- I thought it was part of that where, like, Corbin got to be on Raw and him. But I, I guess he's been traded. Does that mean, hopefully, hopefully it wasn't a trade in Corbin being on Raw. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I like Corbin, but that's not an equal trade. <laughs> no. Um, Bailey picks up victory over Charlotte. Um, then we get. Otis and Mandy Rose, Dolph Ziggler and Sonya Deville. So let, let's talk a second about Otis. I mean, I, I, this is still developing, but it seems like uh, I, I heard somebody saying that uh, or made a comment that Otis could potentially be the new Dusty Rhodes in the sense that he's got some charisma. He's like every man. I don't know about that. Um, but, uh, th- this, this package of Otis and Mandy, and he's got the money in the break briefcase, <laughs> the money in the bank briefcase, uh, and, uh, British beefcake. What? Oh. Yes. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, strutting and cutting, uh, <laughs> But uh, what what say you on this? I mean, they're they're hitching the wagon to this guy. I don't think he's going away for a while. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see where he goes. Uh, I, I'm still at the camp, you know. I'm not sure if he, I would have given the briefcase and title match coming up whenever he cashes, and that, you know, I still think it might be a little early on that. But you know, I don't I don't know what their plans are. I don't I don't know where it's going. So could be good. Well, I'm. <clears throat> If there's one thing that comes out of all this is Mandy Rose and Daisy Dukes. So, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to. But, uh, no, I'm um, – in all seriousness, I, I think it could be uh, – I, I like the, the the dynamic of him and Mandy. And I've heard that they're actually dating in real life. I, I don't know if that's true. Hmm. I've I've heard that. But uh, if they are good for them, cool. Uh, but um, I, I think it has potential. Where's Tucker in all this? Where's he been? It's he's certainly odd man out. <laughs> true, true. Um, but uh, we get um, Seamus and Jeff Hardy. Um, Jeff Hardy picks up the win. So we have Jeff Hardy and Daniel Bryan and Elias and AJ Styles. Um, I don't know if Daniel Bryan and Jeff Hardy have ever faced each other. I, I'm I'm not sure. Um, 
I could, I mean, it's obvious AJ Styles is going to pick up the win over Elias. No, no offense to Elias, but then you're going to get either Styles and Hardy or Styles and Bryan. Uh, your finals for the Intercontinental title is going to be a pretty good match, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah but, I don't know about uh, Styles and Hardy match. Or not Styles, Bryan and Hardy match. Yeah, so so I might actually uh, make a point to uh, to check that one out. Uh, that's pretty good stuff there. Um, now we'll get into double or nothing from last night, um, and I feel like we're 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 about twenty minutes in here, and last week we had just gotten through Raw. And I feel like we're absolutely zooming through this, but we got a couple of things we can talk to before we get to our, our latest watch along. Uh, so um, we kind of breeze through this a bit. Um, so I was able to catch double or nothing opened up with the casino ladder match. Uh, Brian cage made his debut uh, and gets the win. Taz is apparently managing him now and, uh, wasn't super familiar with this guy. I know he came from Impact, and uh, it uh, he, he was impressive. He is a uh, he's a hoss, um, and uh, not not gonna. I, I I think him and Moxley could be. Uh, could be pretty good. I, I mean, it was. It's hard to tell if he if he's just a big hoss who uh, is a power guy, uh, like a like a Scott Norton, or, or if he can actually go. Um, but uh, we'll see. Uh, MJF and Jungle Boy, tremendous match. Uh, tremendous. Uh, MJF picking up the win. I was really impressed with these two. Um, uh, better, way better than their dynamite match uh, from a couple months back. Um, Cody and Lance Archer. Uh, Cody got the win, new TNT champion. Um, apparently they so the belt. Uh, have you have you seen the TNT belt yet? Uh, yeah, I saw a picture of it come up uh, this morning. So. So I don't hate it. To me, it's it's an homage to the old TV title um, with the red. But apparently it's not finished. Supposedly there's going to be some gold put in it, but they admitted last night due to the pandemic that it's not uh, it's not finished. So, uh, But I, I, I like it right now. So a lot of people were kind of complaining about it. Go figure. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, Never. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't mind it. Um, but uh, good, good match here, and, and I kind of had a feeling that uh, that Cody would pick up the win. Um, so uh, he, he got a little Mike Tyson rub, and um, Mike Tyson really didn't do a lot. He kind of chased off Jake Roberts as he was going to bring the snake down, but he really didn't get involved physically. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we get uh, a little cool-down match of Statland- Chris Statlander and Penelope Ford. 
Uh, Sean Spears and Dustin Rhodes really wasn't what you'd call a match. Dustin Rhodes picks up a win there. Um, Nyla Rose and Hikaru Shida. Uh, These two ladies went at it. Uh, Good match. Really good match. It was a a, a lot of plunder, baby, as Dusty Rhodes, or Dusty Rhodes would say. It was a uh, um, no-DQ match, and uh, they really, really beat the heck out of each other. Good, good solid stuff. Hikaru Shida uh, picks up the win, kind of an upset. Um, so I, I was thoroughly entertained by that. Uh John Moxley and Brody Lee, aka Dean Ambrose and uh Luke Harper. Um in all seriousness, this was way better than any of their matches. It was pretty much yet again a lot of plunder, a lot of brawling. Uh they went through the rampway. Um we got a little color from Brody Lee. Uh it um just straight up brawling right out of the gates. Uh, Moxley picks up the win uh, via a, a choke out. Um, so, yeah, so I guess he's setting up a, a match with Brian Cage uh, in the future. But, um, yeah, th- this was way better than I thought it would be. Um, and then we get the stadium stampede match. This was this was a I guess their version of like a money in the bank pre it uh, it was pre taped um, uh, Friday night so this uh, this was fun um, they they did a little spot where uh, Matt Hardy was threw in the pool uh, by uh, Santana and Ortiz and then came out as like. Um, version one of Matt Hardy and they brought back the the little graphic where uh, Matt Hardy can hold his breath breath for 348 seconds and had all these little <laughs> Matt facts and or, or it was a matter of fact uh and it was that was it was wild and wacky um but cool. uh, it uh there was a little spot where uh, hangman page hangman page rode a horse into the stadium uh, and chased down Sammy Guevara and then just went to the bar. Uh, and, and this is something I'm sure Jim Cornette's head exploded, but I literally <laughs> got, I got a kick out of it because Jake Hager walks to the bar, Hangman Page is sitting there drinking while all this fighting in the stadium is going on. Hangman Page is sitting there drinking and, uh, Hangman Page pours, Jake Hager, a shot of whiskey, slides it over to him. They take a shot of whiskey. And uh, Hangman Page is like, all right, now let's fight. And then they just start going at it. And to me, that was like something straight out of a movie. That's like I've cool. seen stuff like it. I don't know. it. Um, the, the elite pick up the win after an absolutely insane one-winged angel spot from like right above the tunnel where the players enter and exit the stadium. It's, uh, it it was insane. Um, but, uh, 
I, I just want to say that um, I, I really got to thinking about this because I really enjoyed it. Uh, and, and I've really been kind of battling internally on if I liked it better than WrestleMania. That That's how much I enjoyed the show. Um, and, and I don't want to be like, oh, WWE sucks, AEW. Yeah, it's it's not that. It's the little things. It's They had a little bit of a crowd there. It, granted, it was like crew members and other wrestlers, but it made – it makes so much of a difference when there's a holy bleep chant, you know, for, for spots, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's the little things and WrestleMania somehow, some way was still WrestleMania this year. And, you know, obviously the boneyard and the Funhouse match was something like we've never seen, but, I highly recommend anybody if you get a chance to uh, to catch the women's match, to catch MJF versus Jungle Boy. Uh, there, there's some really good stuff on this show. Uh, Cody and Archer was good. Moxley and uh, Moxley and Brody Lee was just a, a wild, crazy brawl. The, the stadium stampede was this show. They charged 50 bucks for it. It was an empty, quote-unquote, empty arena show. I don't think they cheated anybody out of their money. I really don't. Um, and, yeah, it's, like I said, it's it's not a uh, it's it's not a thing of like, ah, WWE sucks, I'm the AEW guy. Yeah, it's, it's really from an objective point of view that, they really busted their butts out there and put on a heck of a show. So uh, really just uh tip of the cap to all those guys and gals. And uh, yeah, it was, it was something else really enjoyed it. Um, so that uh, that's the week that was, um, so I feel like I've been blabbering on for the majority of this. Uh, so I'll let you touch on a couple of things that you've checked out. You mentioned before we went live that uh, while neither one of us have had a chance to catch a lot of uh, a, a lot of wrestling this week, just sporadic, uh, you've had a chance to catch uh, some more documentary style stuff. So I'll let you touch on that. Yeah, I, I missed hardly. I didn't see hardly any of the uh, entering stuff this week. Uh, we watched her all Monday, but uh, it was just kind of on, you know, and we were all cutting up and laughing and joking. And so I didn't really, even though I could see who was in the ring, I didn't really know what was going on. And that's fine. You know, family time, just oh, yeah. that, that cut up uh, joking family times, uh, you know, that's what's important. I love it. Uh, oh yeah. And, uh, and instead of when I, when I went back to, to watch, you know, on some downtime, instead of going back and watching the entering stuff, I, uh, I knew I hadn't seen any of the uh, last ride yet, and then had a couple dark side of the rings I wanted to catch, catch out, and so so I jumped into them. Uh, have you seen any? Have you seen the two last ride episodes? I have, I have. I, I think, uh, yeah. There, there's actually a new one that should be up this morning as of this recording. Uh, so uh, yeah, I've I've seen them, and I think I think we touched on them last week. Uh, 
and you hadn't seen them as of yet. So I'm, I'm interested to he, hear your uh, your thoughts. Uh, uh, great, great uh, viewing there. I'm, I'm interested in seeing where it goes on the new episode. I, I knew it was coming up sometime this weekend. I thought, but, uh, um, I don't know when I'll get to it, but uh, I, I enjoyed it. I like. Um, I thought it was cool finding out that uh, if the Reigns match had went like he had wanted it, it would have been the uh, that probably would have been Taker's last match, you know. And uh, then he went back and he watched it, and he, he wasn't happy with his performance and uh, wanted to come back and do something else, and. Uh, which is kind of cool, you know. He, he cared about his performance and what he gave to the fans enough that you know he was like, "Nope, that's not going to be it," you know. And I want to, I want to give him something else to be, be my last uh, showing for him. And um, so he went back and uh, started retraining. Yeah, well, he got his surgery first, and then started retraining and everything, and uh, come back and did the uh, Cena segment, which um, um, I saw somebody. I, I don't remember what it, what the full post was, but they were kind of complaining, you know. The, you know the well that range match the way it ended that should have been it and but in a way I mean that was the the Cena match wasn't really a I mean it was a match but it was kind of a we weren't guaranteed it was going to happen it kind of went by quick you know it was more of it's almost a squash match you know just for take on mm-hmm. your side so you know I don't think it diminished the uh, the moment at the end of that. Uh, Reigns match where you know Taker was bowing out and we thought he was gone. I thought that was still a cool moment. And you know, it didn't fully click with me till I was watching the last ride. And I guess I'd thought about it at the time, but I'd forgotten about it or whatever. I forgot he wasn't at WrestleMania last year, WrestleMania thirty five. I was like, Oh yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, I I think it it may have been when I was watching the first episode or sometime around there, I started going back in my head. I was like, okay, who did he wrestle that year? Who did he wrestle that? And and, yep. and there was, I was like, I'm missing a year. Who was, and then I remembered he, he wasn't at that one. He was, uh, he come out on Raw or something, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. So, okay, I think, I think what makes this so impactful and, and why you can't do this with everybody you know, with, with the broken skull sessions and now this, we've waited 30 years for for this. Yep. It's He is so old school, so, you know, protected of that gimmick, which is hands down probably the greatest gimmick of anybody ever uh, in the wrestling business. I mean, just awesome. Uh, and... Now we're peeling back the curtain. Yep. Now we're getting to see the you know Mark Calloway, the man. I'm fine with that. This isn't you know every year we get a, a WWE 24. Uh, granted, I love that stuff, but I think that's what makes this such like oh wow, just mind blowing stuff because we've never seen this mm-hmm. uh, and. I mean, it's it's got to, you know, I, I, I don't know what the final episode's going to look like. I, I don't know, but you got to figure with this and the Broken School Sessions and so on and so forth, it, it's got to be, got to be time for him to finally hang it up. Uh, and I heard on uh, Jim Cornette's podcast the other day that he has signed a new contract it was either a 10-year or a 15-year contract. 
just to keep him, I guess, in house. Yeah. Uh, because I think Vince, you know, a couple of years ago when Taker was going to do that Starcast thing with Con- Conrad Thompson, he was going to do like an autograph session, and then he was going to do inside the ropes. I think over in the UK, uh, I think that kind of spooked Vince, and was like, "Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, no, we got to lock, we got to lock you up," because you can tell how much Taker means to Vince. You know, in the in that one, uh, I think it was the second episode. It's like, well, what can, what does he mean? And he nearly breaks down. Yep. He's just like, nope, can't do it. So there's a there's a loyalty and a love there, um, because I mean, he he is you you could argue he's the greatest cre- Vince's greatest creation. He's been loyal. He's you know. Uh, it it just just amazing. Um, so so I'll ask you. I mean, we had the boneyard match this year. Is it's clear in my eyes, at least. I don't think we need to see Taker in a. We don't need to see him wrestling anymore. Like I. I an entrance, greatest, probably greatest entrance of all time. Yeah. Uh, awesome. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I want to see him wrestle again. Maybe they have a match with him and Styles, a regular match. And the Styles can carry him to a respectable match. And, you know, the old saying, you go out on your back. Uh, and, and Taker can finally be at peace. He, he can finally rest in peace, <laughs> unfully fully with the way his career ends. Yeah. Um, with this documentary and everything, do you, I mean, how close do you think we are to seeing the end of the end of the dead man as far as in ring? It, it's got to be coming. I mean, uh, well, it, we've been talking like in the it, – it's, it, it's been a buzz for what? Probably the past uh, maybe. I don't know if 10 years, but close. Like it's always – every mania, it's like, well, is this it? You know, is he – is he hanging him up, and then he comes back and does something else. Uh, I, I agree with, as far as match wise. the The flow of the um, documentary series kind of shows us that because he did the Roman match, and it was kind of a, uh, you know, I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't great. You know, it, it had you could see he had some issues in the ring, and uh, then he come back and he did the Cena appearance, and uh, and he was real happy about it. But then you get looking at the preview for the next episode, and he gets talking about a crown jewel and and. It ended up not being the best best of matches, so uh, I'm sure that triggers him to be like, "Well, I got to do it again." And uh, yeah, and, and just knowing what you know, knowing what happened, you know, eventually, I know one of them's going to have to be talking about the Goldberg match from um, yeah, um, Super yeah, Show, Super Show, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, unless he, unless it's like he gets a Cena situation. And uh, has a good one, and he's just like, okay, that's it, you know, and walks away. Uh, you know, we we need to kind of shy back from the in ring stuff. Um, I think Styles could be the guy to give him a good, uh, good last match if they want to go that route, like like you mentioned. Um, I would be okay with more boneyard match type stuff if he wanted to do something like that. Uh, he's the type of character too that I think. I, th- I think he mentioned on there that he doesn't really want to do this. And if he don't, that's, you know, it's his character. It's his baby. Don't do it. Yeah. But uh, I'd be fine if, you know, just in a random, you know, heel cutting a promo, 
cutting everybody down, take your shows up, choke slams, and you know that's it type type appearance. But you know if Taker don't want to do that, I understand that. Um, but I'd be fine with something like that if he wanted to. That that's enough to you know get the character out there, get get the little the tip of the hat. Hey, uh, st- still here for you guys, you know, still still entertaining. Him, just not going to do a match type moment. Everybody's happy and but uh, you know, like I said, I understand if he's that's not what he he wants for the character, and that's cool. Um, but as far as in, the actual entering matches, it's it's got to be close, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I certainly agree. Um, but in the meantime, I mean, we get just you know flat out amazing documentary thus far. I mean, probably when it's said and done, it's probably going to be one of, if not their best documentary. Uh, even my wife sat down and talked a little bit of part two. And I, I think she came in to like, uh, talk to me about something. And then she sat there and watched the whole episode. <laughs> she, it's like, I, I looked over at her and kind of smiled at one point. Are you interested? She's like, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like, it's funny. She, she can watch a little bit of wrestling with me, but like the documentaries, she, she watched that edge 24 with uh, WWE 24. She loves the documentary stuff. Oh, even so, so, <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, she. She doesn't mind whenever I throw on one of those documentaries. She she loves that. So, um, there's there's a scene on there where uh, he's at the uh, he's at the doctor and he's getting ready to prep for the surgery, and they ask him something about if he's if he's had any previous surgeries, and uh, I love that scene because you know he he gets laughing. <laughs> And then they just go through this laundry list of stuff that he's had go wrong. Yep. I, I thought that was cool. Yep. And and that's what, without getting into the weeds, and then we'll, you know, move on to uh, the dark side of the ring stuff. Uh, that's what kind of irks me. And, and, and I my little Jim Cornette comes out and people are like, you know, well, it's fake. Well, no, it's not. You know, I mean, these these men and women, you know, put their bodies on the line for the sake of entertainment. It's, you know, no different than a, than a trapeze artist, if you will. Yep. You know, they, they, I mean, there's real dangers with what they do. And, yeah, it's it's scripted. It's, it's uh, predetermined. Whatever you want to say, it's entertainment. But it just – it – makes my blood boil sometimes when people we know that stuff's fake right and i think it's kind of been dialed back over the past few years as as wrestling's become more kind of accepted um into pop culture and and kind of along the same lines as comic books and video games in in that realm of uh you know all right this is cool you know And, and i've not had as many people kind of be derogatory um yeah but uh but every now and again i'm still just like oh (laughs) well so it's funny because they'll they'll use that term as uh you know to kind of cut it down you know Mm -hmm. like oh you're liking this well (laughs) let me tell you it's fake you know and uh to a fan i mean it's not that we don't acknowledge that it's predetermined or it's you know it's planned you know or they know kind of what they're going to do to me and i'm not even in the business you know i'm just watching from the outside but to me the word fake kind of 
I know it kind of cuts down. It, it's it's insulting to to them. Yeah. Because, yep. like I said, we, we we've got no problem acknowledging that it's planned out and they know who's going to win and you know and the the guys are actually working together. But like, as you pointed out, there's real danger there. Uh, they put their bodies yep. on the line. They're actually out there doing this stuff. You know, yep. it's not. I mean, I know they're not trying to kill each other, but they're actually in the ring physically doing this stuff. So, uh, I mean, that's not really fake. It's just, you know, they're they're working differently than what the show. You know, it's like a it's like a movie or a TV show or yeah. something like that. And uh, you wouldn't like this. this I'm kind of dated because I don't know a lot of the shows on right now. <laughs> uh, but you wouldn't look at like Seinfeld or something like that and be like, well, that episode of Seinfeld was fake. You know, yeah, or uh, yeah. How I Met Your Mother. That, that, that's that's the show I'm watching right now. Good show. Uh, <laughs> but you wouldn't watch that and be like, oh, well, that was such a fake episode of How I Met Your Mother. You know, yeah, it's along those lines. And like I said, it, it seemed just that word itself kind of takes a negative connotation. It's it's kind of insults what they do. And yep, but I, I get what you're saying. Uh, but uh, the other thing I think you said you caught this week was um. Uh, the dark side of the ring. Now, I was actually an episode or two behind, and I caught the Road Warriors episode and Owen Hart. Um, so we'll touch briefly, real quick, on the Road Warriors episode. Uh, what uh, What was your thoughts thoughts on it? Uh, pretty good. Uh, big Road Warriors fan. Um, I learned a couple things watching it. Stuff that I I didn't know all the facts on. Um. Uh, like when they ended their first uh, WWF run and uh, Hawk went to Japan, just going from what I'd saw in the, in the wrestling magazines at the time, I remember him with uh, Power Warrior. And uh, I, from what I gathered reading stuff in the wrestling magazines at the time was Animal got hurt and they left or they left and Animal was hurt or something like that. And then he just started teaming with uh, uh, Power Warrior. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that Hawkins was like, "Oh, see," and uh, yeah. started teaming and just kind of left Animal High and Dry. I didn't know that part of the story, so I thought that was kind of cool that I actually, you know, it was something completely different from what I was uh, uh, understanding. And um, and Animal, I think, got hurt as a result of that. If I if I caught that right, like he was having to work uh, handicap matches and stuff like that, and I think was hurt finishing out their dates because Hawk had left. Or something, yeah. something along those lines. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, I, I think the thing I took away from it is, uh, you know, when they were over for for that time, basically, for you know, nothing against you know WWF at the time, but man, when they were in NWA and Jim Crockett. And just AWA before they the WWF uh, kind of I think as they said on there kind of watered them down a little bit. Man, they were over. Yep. It's still a term, the Road Warrior Pop. I mean, I don't know. You know, I they're they're in my top five, maybe top three tag teams of all time, uh, without a doubt. I, I really don't know. I kind of waffle back and forth between them and the Dudleys. Uh, as you know, it depends on which way the wind's blowing, but there's no doubt um, 
they were just nothing like them before or since, you know, and, and it's like they mentioned on there, you, you had demolition and demolition was good, but it was clear what it was. Yeah. Uh, so the, the other episode uh, was, uh, was the Owen Hart, Owen Hart episode, which probably was the most anticipated outside of the Crispin Wine episode of this season. Uh, thoughts on that one? Yeah, I, I thought it's cool. They, they book in the, this season with those two episodes. Uh, yep. Um, uh, it's, it's a sad, sad episode. Uh, brought back a lot of memories of watching that pay-per-view that night. Uh, it was a, I don't know. I'd, that was a crazy night in itself. And I mean. Now, did you watch it live? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were- See, I, I think I think I missed that one live. Um, yeah, I I don't know. It um, it <laughs> yeah. It, 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 I guess in any business, you know, I brought up the circus. You know, there's been unfortunate accidents in the circus. I mean, anything can happen. And at that point in time, mistakes were so high. And I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure if they had it to do over again, they probably would have not done it, period. I mean, as we just talked about, you know, there's risk, there's dangers in, in, in this. And, I mean, it's, it's sad and unfortunate. I mean, period. So, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I I mean, in hindsight, definitely, you know, I, I think the show should have stopped, you know. Um, yeah. Because as watching it live, I mean, it was it was very, um, I mean, nothing. I'd never seen anything like that come out on, on uh, TV before. And, and I don't really recall anything that happened afterwards, <laughs> you know. Uh, that was that was the main focus. So, the, you know, the rest of the pay-per-view is kind of overshadowed. Because they, and I'm not saying you know I want to overshadow the paper, you know I'm I'm just saying that they went on with the show and and I'm sure nobody knows what happened after that moment. Nobody, uh, nobody's like, oh, that match that ended it between guy A and guy B because I don't even remember what the main movie it was. Uh, was a great match, you know. Nobody, you know, because the Owen Hart thing happened and and that's that's what everybody was thinking of. Everybody was uh, wondering what how he was doing and what was what his condition was yeah. and everything. So um. In uh, like in, like I said, in hindsight, definitely I think the show should have stopped. But uh, as you said, uh, there was a lot going on at the time. Stakes were high. I'm sure the thought process wasn't well, we're, ha ha ha. We're just gonna go on with the show or nothing like that. I think it was. Uh, I think they were playing it by ear. Um, um, where they they took him to the hospital and and uh, what Jr. said that he hadn't been updated or. Uh, I think they knew the update and hadn't give it, he hadn't got it yet or something. I don't know. A lot of miscommunication there, but um, I think maybe they were hoping that everything would work out fine and they just kept going. Or, uh, yeah. or, or I mean, they may have been rattled as we were, you know, and just didn't, you know, was just like, okay, what do we do? Let's just play it by ear and go on. And, and like I said, in hindsight, I, you know, the show should have stopped. And I'm, I'm like you said, I think if they did it over again, you know, I. I'm I'm pretty sure that the that would be the decision made, but uh you know, so I'm not faulting them on that. Uh 
I've, I've, wrong decision, but you know, it's in the past. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, very well done documentary. It's as all the Dark Side of the Rings are. I think they've been renewed for a third season. I don't know what they could cover. Uh, I mean, there's some wild stuff in the wrestling business, so I'm sure they can find something. Uh, I know I'll be watching if they uh, – if, uh, you know, whenever they come out with it. So it's uh, – yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Um, I, so. I was watching it, and uh, um, I don't know. I have, had my own little Owen memory come up. Uh, you know, Owen was always a, a cut up and a, a prankster and all that stuff. You know, so watching it, I actually had my own little personal Owen moment come up, and it was kind of cool because I remember the in your house that Sean and Jeff Jarrett wrestled. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were there. We had uh, seats on the floor, uh, close enough that you know uh, we could run to the. Uh, Always to the guardrail if we want to, as, as they crone out and all that, you know. And best seats I've had as a uh, as, since as a wrestling fan since I've been going, it was, it was pretty cool. And he was, it was Owen and Yoko against Davian uh, Lex. And uh, Owen and Yoko's corner was our corner, it was the side we were sitting on. And I remember, like, through the whole uh, time where like Yoko was in the ring wrestling, Owen was on that corner, and it's you know, he wasn't talking to us, but he was talking to somebody in the crowd on our corner. And he spent like that whole time just cutting up with them. Like he would turn around and kind of taunt somebody over there, you know, and, and it, but it was, it was fun taunting, you know, he wasn't really fully being a yeah. heel. He was just kind of picking and cutting up and, and he just kept turning around and talking and turning around and talking. And I, I don't know, it just triggered while I was watching this. I was like, Oh, I remember that. And, uh, there's a segment in the match where, um, uh, they knock Yoko down, and Yoko's kind of over toward his corner. So when he falls, he, like, sits on Owen's foot, and Owen's jumping around holding his foot, you know, being being Owen. And I, I just thought it was <laughs> cool that, you know, this, watching this and uh, just seeing the first so many minutes of the show, it just kind of clicked up that back in my mind. It was pretty cool. Nice. Uh, well, I guess before we get to um... – the the watch along. Uh, what have we got for this day in wrestling history? Uh, well, I've got one match that, if different circumstances, I was going to let this be the watch along because uh, it's the uh, SmackDown from May twenty fourth, uh, two thousand one. It's the Edge Christian Hardys Dudleys and Benoit and Jericho TLC match for the tag title. Ah. Thought that's pretty cool. Nice. Like they they referred to that as like the forgotten TLC or something like that. Yep. So. And I think we have covered it uh, on here before, but uh, I don't believe we've uh, we've watched yeah. it. You know, so, so that would have been cool, pretty cool. But you know, we, we had a little different circumstances picking the match this week. I thought it was fitting uh, to go the route we did. Um, uh, this week being this or earlier this week being the uh, what nine year anniversary of uh, well not anniversary that's wrong that's that sounds celebratory but. Uh, the nine years since uh, Randy Savage passed away on uh, May 20th. And a uh, little, little fact here, I throw this in here. Um, I threw this out on my Facebook, too, that uh, ever since that day, every May 20th, I make it a point to uh, snap into a Slim Jim. I know it's a little goofy, but uh, that's that's my little <laughs> tribute to Savage. Uh, and this year, I... They, uh, oh, go ahead, go uh, ahead. This year, I had the uh, Savage size. I think that might be where you were heading. I, 
Yep. 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 That's uh, they recently came out with those, and they. Uh, I tell you what, they'll they'll actually fill you up a little yep. bit. They're uh, good stuff yep. there. So I, this, this year I had that one, so I thought that was uh, really fitting this time, and um, that, that's what led us to our uh, watch along this week. Uh, we're gonna go uh, Macho Man and DDP from Great American Bash '97 Falls Count Anywhere match to celebrate Macho Man. Indeed. Um, and I guess I'm getting mine together here. Dun, 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 dun. See, I've got the pay per view pulled up, but I haven't found the uh, the tab to start the match. It. Uh, the, the jump to a match is the absolute. I think I mentioned this last week. The best thing the network is, or one of the best things they've added. Uh, so looks like we're at. Two hours. Did this main event this pay-per-view? Did it? I guess it did. Huh. I guess because this is the last match. Okay. Um, so, a little backstory on this match. Uh, of course, DDP picked up the win um, over, over Savage at uh, Spring Stampede. And... Um, they, uh, I, I think there was, wasn't Macho Man showing, going to show, uh, show, um, nude photos or, or risque photos of, uh, of Kimberly at the time? Seems like I remember and, something and that, about that. There, there was, Something along along those lines going on, and um, but uh, but yeah, the, I remember it got pretty personal pretty quick, and um, I do not remember who won this match. I'm wanting to say DDP, but I'm not not sure. Um, so whenever you're ready, uh, I uh, I've got mine. Ready to go. Yeah, I actually get, want to throw a shout out to Will for this one. Uh, when we first started doing the podcast and doing our uh, classic content and talking about how, you know, we really like focusing on 97, uh, he mentioned this feud and uh, said it'd oh, be cool to touch on it. Or good feud. Yep. Yep. So, um, really, really good feud. So I thought um, I'd throw that out there. And, and we may go back at some point and do a little more in depth, you know, maybe uh, uh, take some time and watch uh, some more of the feud to, to really get. Uh, deep dive into it. Um, but I thought yep. since he had mentioned that and we, I hadn't got around to uh, throwing it out here, I thought, well, this is a good time to mention that one and throw it in and give a little shout out to him for that idea. Yep. Yep. Uh, re- really good feud, really put DDP on the map. So, um, but it uh, looks like uh, the timestamp uh, two hours, 27 minutes, 14 seconds. Um, or you can just jump to the match, whichever you prefer. Uh, and if you're ready, I've got it pulled up. Here we go. So we'll go three, two, one play like we did last week. So three, two, one play. There's Michael buffer. And I need to turn mine down just a smidge. Um, Really, really miss miss Michael Buffer and the 
the big time announcing that they would do on these main events. Yep. I, um, he so. usually just for pay per views, wouldn't he? I think maybe occasionally he'd do a nitro, but I think usually it's just pay per views. I think he, he, he done, yeah, it was mainly pay per views, and he would do, he may have done like the nitro that uh, Goldberg and Hogan, something like that. But yeah, it was mainly for pay per views, made everything feel bigger. Um, and you know, that's, that's got to be a Bischoff thing. He, the, as we know, love me some, love me some easy, love me some Eric Bischoff. I think the thing that he really was tuned in on was just making things feel big. The production really making things pop and lights went out here. I'm not sure why. The Undertaker. No. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been a cool way to uh, start off a uh, actual cross promotion Monday Night War, though. Right. Um. There's the lovely Miss Elizabeth. I tell you what, she she was just a gorgeous woman. Now, I'm not familiar with the story here, but uh, obviously they were divorced at this time. Because didn't they get divorced several years prior to this? Yeah, I think uh, were they divorced before Savage made it to WCW? I'm thinking they were. So, so this. You know, was she dating Luger here? Or was that on into ninety eight? That might be later on. Um. Hmm. I wonder if this was awkward at all. It's. Uh, you <laughs> gotta think it was, but it could have been at this point. You know, it's business. We can be business partners or, or work together, and you know maybe be somewhat friends and civil, something to that effect. Uh, was this in Baltimore? Oh, that I'm not certain. I know typically, typically there for a few years they were running Baltimore for the Great American Bash. Well, it may have been Carolina. <laughs> I'm not sure of because uh, they had some Panthers jerseys there. Kimberly Page, another lovely lady. I remember liking Page during the uh, like when he was the still a bad guy. Like before, oh, oh got a run in going here. Yeah, here we go. Come in from the crowd. There we go. Yeah, I, I like this character when he was a bad guy. When he was uh, yeah. right before they started doing the, uh, he won the lottery and lost somehow lost his money or something. Storyline, I can't remember what that was, but. Uh, and there's Paige with uh, the perpetually taped ribs. I'm pretty sure he had his ribs taped for like two years solid. Uh, just constantly. Never never got those things checked out, I guess. He just kept them taped He's like, up. like, this will do. This'll do. Tape up. 
doc. I got to go. <laughs> hey, I think he had the same doctor that uh, Cowboy Bob Orton had. For for the... <laughs> right, just tape them. You're good. Just tape it up. Just tape it up. Uh, well, you need surgery. You got three broken ribs. It's all right. It's all right. Go. I made him uh, in the bash. Just tape them. <laughs> Ain't got time for surgery. <laughs> Speaking of Bob Orton, that, that throws me um, back to uh, in '96. Owen worked the cast for a little while. I remember that. Like the cast actually falling off in the middle yep. of the match and him sliding it back on. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get a little ref with this. Now, now, how old? Uh, how old was Savage here? He was in his early to mid forties, yeah. right? Um, let's see. So, so he passed away in two thousand eleven, and he was how old was he? Sixty. 62? I, I can't remember. Uh, well, either way, my, my point is uh, I like how, you know, in his WCW run, especially during this era, he kind of changed his style a little bit because <clears throat> I think he, you know, what? I don't want to make any insinuations. He, he bulked up here near, during his WCW run and kind of changed his style from a little bit more brawling, a little bit more strong man. He, he changed it to that as opposed to the, uh, well, the, the more agile uh, style that he had years prior. And, and I would liken it to what uh, Jericho was yeah. doing, um, you know, because Jericho's kind of bulked up, but I think his uh, could be just from a little bit too much <laughs> of the bubbly and, uh, and age. Uh, so, so it just goes to show of, you know, how you can reinvent yourself and stay relevant. So I think, uh, I think it's awesome. Savage, like transcends wrestling, you know, uh, a lot of wrestlers, you know, you talk about them, you assume that whoever's talking about them, you know, has to be, you know, oh, they, they got to watch wrestling, you know, they, they won't know who he is, but Savage somehow, I mean, through the Slim Jim commercials and whatnot, He's like beyond wrestling. Yep. Like I don't think there's anybody out there that doesn't know who Macho Man Randy Savage is. If if you just casually throw and oh yeah, just out in in general conversation, everybody pretty well knows what yep. you're referencing. So you don't even have to. It's it's. I agree. It's it's pretty crazy. Uh-huh. So, this makes me miss miss crowds <laughs> so much maybe, right now. Just the wild and crazy brawl. Maybe we should have picked a match that <laughs> is right in the midst of them. Makes uh, us a little sentimental. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, but uh, now this, uh, yeah, good. Good call on uh, on Will's part and, and your part. Uh, this this really was one of the best feuds of of '97, and, and it 
put DDP on the map, and goodness, this is just mayhem fighting through the crowd. Um, I'm still trying to pinpoint where this is at because, like I said, I know they ran Baltimore for a few years, and I'm not sure if this is Baltimore or not because that was always a WCW hotbed. Oh, into the steel steps. Into the steel steps. Was it? Uh, it was Great American Bash that uh, was the outsiders showed up at, like, the first pay-per-view they were at. They, they showed up on Nitro a few weeks, and then, yep. yeah. Pa- Powerbombed Bischoff off yeah, the stage. That was in Baltimore. And according to Bischoff, yeah. And according to Bischoff, they didn't rehearse that spot. Oh, really? Yeah. He, he, they were going to rehearse it. He's like, no, no, no. Just uh, we'll do it live. That's cool. What's he got in his mouth? Oh, he tore that. Okay. Oh, oh. little baby powder, salt, whatever in the eyes. Mr. Fuji would be proud. What in the world? I just shattered. That, that was a sign or something. I'm not sure. Huh. Yeah, I remember the, uh, um, the the Nitro before, and they were saying something about showing up at um, Great American Bash, and Hall said, they love us in Baltimore, or Nash, one of them said, they love us in Baltimore, so I remember that uh, 96 was in Baltimore. Yeah. Look at the Sting shirts in the front <laughs> row. Yeah. Always going for those ribs. I think. Is that dusty on commentary? Uh, let's see. Yep. It yep. is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I always loved dusty on commentary. Oh, yeah. He, uh, I, I can't remember what pay-per-view it was. It may have been before. It may have been Starcade 97. Or 96, there was one in this era, and uh, somebody was punching somebody in the stomach. He's like, hit him in the belly welly. <laughs> hit him in the belly welly. And it's just the most absurd stuff. Uh, I, got, oh, I got two dustyisms from commentary that uh, stuck with me. Was uh, I don't remember the match, but uh, one of them, he said something about clubbering. And uh, they they question him on it. He's like, "That's four fists on one guy. <laughs> That's what cleverness is." <laughs> and, and then solid block. One that I like used like randomly to this day. Uh oh, gonna pile driver on the referee. Was that Mickey well, Jay? That was a darn good. Oh, and his shirt popped <laughs> open. Such a such a pile driver. His shirt popped open. <laughs> But yeah, the, the other one is, um, I said, I still, I use it randomly to this day. Uh, it's, I can't remember who was in the match. It was one of the, uh, cruiserweight matches and it may have been Mysterio. I remember somebody doing like some kind of flips or spins or something like that. And, uh, Destiny goes, well, loud head, loud head, bula, bula, bula. And I still use that for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gotta love some I, dusty. I oh, use it goodness. enough to where, uh, like, I'll go loud it, doubt it, and even knows to finish it. She's like, boo, boo, boo. 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, is this Pee Wee? No. Oh, this is a uh, uh, Hildebrand, isn't it? Brian, Brian Hildebrand. I think. Might be. Might be. So you want to get a pile driver? No, he's going to get tossed out. Yeah, I think you're right. It. I'm just still tickled at the the shirt popping <laughs> open from the force of the pile driver. That's some selling right there. Then. <laughs> that is. This is this has been pretty wild and crazy. Just. Um. Dumps him to the outside. Oh, about just stepped on the referee there. <laughs> no. Nick Patrick. Yeah. Nick was always a good referee. Very good. He, now is he still with WWE? I, he, he was for yeah, a while. I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I don't recall seeing him. I know Charles Robinson. Yeah. Who who's their senior official now? That I always got a kick out of that. You would always like Earl Hebner for years was the senior official. Um uh I don't even know if they reference that anymore. I don't know. I would have said Jimmy Corderas, but isn't he? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He 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 was part of the uh, ones that were let go. What? What is that over there? What? What in the world? Mini ring? What is this? Picnic what? area. <laughs> what? Oh, I guess Great American Bash. Set up like a cookout or something, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Dang. Yeah. That's, oh, 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 oh. Was that a, like a like a glass or plastic? Play? Whoa, a little shoddy construction there. Shattered. <laughs> yeah. Either way, shattered over Macho mm-hmm. Man's head. Oops. Oh, we're going through a picnic table. I just just had a feeling <laughs> where that was going. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> With the charcoal in it, too. Well, at least, you know, they weren't actually cooking on it. That would have been horrible. <laughs> yeah, that could have been real bad. Yeah, this uh I did not remember this main eventing this show. Uh pretty pretty good credit to WCW at the time that you know they had had so much going on they could have this main event and it still be credible. I mean this really was probably you know, as we've talked about often, you know, ninety seven was just such a terrific year, but I mean this was really probably and WCW was red hot right here, middle of '97 to to the end of the year. Um, 
Oh, I wish I had my volume turned up a bit. I bet Dusty would have felt that good. I I think he would have too. It's, uh... Yeah, I might have to rewatch this with volume turned up later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially especially since we know Dusty's on the call and a little. Uh, I'm not sure what you would call that. Uh, um, is that pancake or something like that? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, page back to the outside. So we're on our third referee here, <laughs> Nick <Yep>. Patrick. <laughs> um, oh, taking up the mats. <laughs> Bill Watts was running things. You wouldn't even have those out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so kayfabe wise, do referees get paid by match? Um, you know, I I, I would think they so, would. That that's why you want to be the senior oh, official because you get to call more matches and uh, title true. matches. So, and in a situation like this, though, you, the company's got to be like, I quit hitting our referees because they got to keep <laughs> paying the guys as they run down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like your camera. <laughs> it's my nota. I use Polaroid. <laughs> oh, take a seat uh, there, Savage. I just loved how intense <laughs> he was getting with that guy. I'm sure that guy was probably like, oh, my God, they didn't tell me how intense this was going to be. <laughs> they just said I was going to get <laughs> Calling for a diamond cutter. That thing was over like Rover. I mean, just throw up the diamond, and the, I mean, you've seen the crowd just throw it up with him. I mean, that thing was just over. Oh, here we go. Boom. But it's enough to put Savage away. Here we go, another ref. Nope, Scott Hall. He can ref this match. <laughs> he can. Oh. Here we go, one, two, nope. Oh. Right in the head, goodness. Oh, this must be before Nick Patrick uh, joined the NWO, right? Uh, I think so. <laughs> nice atomic drop ceiling. Not as good as Rick Rude. Have you seen the Rick Rude videos floating around? There's like a kind of... I, I remember Rick Rude selling, selling it, but I've not seen the compilation. Apparently somebody just put a bunch of uh, atomic drops on, in, on video and... Oh, oh, oh. He slipped. He about turned it into a uh, what, what's the uh, gory special? Or... Yep. Would have been a nice recovery for that though. <laughs> Scott Hall using the gory special. I've never seen him do this before. <laughs> <laughs> Just stupid ref. 
I just love the abuse that all the refs have taken in this match. Of course, <laughs> let's see if he hadn't. True, he would have been in position. One, two. Oh. Okay, so I Savage Savage wow. won. I did not remember that. I know Paige got the victory at um, Spring Stampede. So this a uh, little bit of a little bit of a surprise there. I didn't remember I that. And I guess that's it. Great American. Oh, well, wow, they ended that quick. They did. I wonder if that's really how it went or, uh, huh. All right. Uh, good stuff. Really good stuff there. Um, wild and crazy brawl. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll certainly keep doing this. Um, uh, Hopefully, uh, people are enjoying it. I know I am. Just getting a kick out of watching some wrestling. Uh, yeah, but it's um, I guess uh, I guess that's all we got for this week. I know I don't have anything. I think else. we covered everything that I had. All right. Well, I guess uh, as of this recording, it is Memorial Day weekend. So everybody out there, just have a good, safe weekend. Uh, enjoy the. Hamburgers and hot dogs and family time. And, um, and yeah, we'll catch everybody next.